It is the holiday season. That's right. And uh, we have to come at you with these holiday movies. That's right. We were uh, we were talking about it. We're like, we know we did something for Halloween. We didn't really do any Thanksgiving style movies. Right. I mean, there aren't that many. Not really. None none that I really want to watch, honestly. (laughs) But there's a plethora. Of Christmas movies, holiday movies, call it what you will. It's a genre to itself. It is. Yeah. It is. And I was thinking, if you know, with the, a lot of Christmas movies, they have the same themes. Yes. You know, family, togetherness, killing Hans Gruber. You know, like just the <laughs> things that all Christmas movies are about. Right. But we've done Home Alone. We've done Home We've done Die Hard. We've done Die Hard. We've done... I well, think that's it. Yeah. Wow. I guess we haven't. We done don't really, really, we don't really do a lot of Christmas movies. Oh, I guess I guess we only get four weeks a month, right. four weeks a year to do them. Yeah. Right. Uh, but yeah, okay. So, I was thinking we can do movies that kind of like broaden our scope. Because if we end okay. up just doing Christmas movies, we'll end up doing like all those Hallmark movies, right. the Lifetime movies, Home Alone three. Yeah, Home Alone <laughs> three, Love Actually. You know, which honestly, I find very overrated. Oh really? That's a, that's my hot take. You're overrated, actually. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. <laughs> love, eh. Love, yeah, you could do better. Love practically, yeah. you know, basically. Love essentially. Yeah, <laughs> but not actually. No, no. Yeah, love almost. Okay. Not quite there, but uh, I I find that movie to be a little bit overrated. Right. You know, if you want to go, if you want to watch it, I'll watch it. We'll do it. Ah, we'll but, see. Uh, we'll see. But I was thinking, let's do movies that we like. Right. That take place during Christmas. Yes, right? yes. Like, oh, it, I forgot Lethal Weapon takes place during yeah, Christmas. Yeah, Lethal Weapon's a Christmas movie. But uh, no, that's the thing, though. But then people will ask, is it a Christmas movie or is it a movie that takes place during Christmas? Well, I think it's it all depends on the themes of that movie. So, right. like, uh, I think, like, The Nightmare Before Christmas, I've always said, is a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Although I know a lot of people have said it's a Halloween movie. Right. Just because it takes place in Halloween Town, mm-hmm. which that doesn't mean shit. Right. It's it's a Christmas movie. Like all the themes point to Christmas. Sure. Uh Lethal Weapon, which it's been a while since I've seen it, but I'm pretty sure it's like building a patchwork family out of like these two polar opposite people. Yeah. You know, you got your North Pole and your South Pole, obviously. <laughs> Although at the same time I have heard the counter argument that if you take Christmas out of Lethal Weapon it's still a movie. It's still Lethal Weapon. Right, yeah. You know? But then again, if you take Christmas out of Die Hard, it's still a movie. Not true, though. Uh-oh. Because Die Hard needs Christmas in order for its plot to work. Okay. Like, for example, why is McLean even in the in the building? Because of the Christmas party. Why did Gruber choose then to attack? Because there's less staff there. But he needed some people there for hostages, right? right. So, Christmas party. That's why all the uh, the police are so slow to to get there because it's Christmas. And then, like you said, you have the themes right. of family, you know, putting uh, reconciling, reconciling, putting your your uh, your past ills behind you, right? And then putting what's important in front of you. That's right. Um, 
So so I think Die Hard is a little okay. Is a it's a little more now ingrained steered to into Christmas. the movie we just did. So <laughs> we just watched another movie that we find is able. It, it not only takes place during Christmas, both in the flashback at the beginning of the movie <laughs> and then in the actual plot line, just straight through. <laughs> yeah, it's just Christmas the whole time. Uh, but this movie, I think, plot wise, does need Christmas, but. As far as the themes, shares none of them. Right. <laughs> yeah. And that movie is uh, Tim Burton's... Oh, yeah. Batman Returns. That's a 1992's... That's a me. That's my year. That's Matt's year. That's, that's when I was born. That's... This was a summer movie. This came out in June. No, I I am not surprised. <laughs> this is this is one of those like long running themes of action movies that come out in the summer that take place in the winter. Yeah. Because it's like oh, it's so hot out. I think of something cool. Oh, uh, that could no, be why. No, it's just also probably because it's marketing. Marketing, yeah. and also, um, Tim Burton. I think in went peak Burton on this one. Everything was like winter, this was right? just like so like every like scene and shot was like oozing it's like oh this is definitely a tim burton movie yeah no the aesthetic is i mean the aesthetic's iconic because it match he does something really cool where he captures the campiness of batman with his aesthetic because it is like every like larger than life and fantastical but it's always dark yes it's you know, always the weather's never great Mm -hmm. and that kind of gives that gloom that gotham always has a miserable city to be in that's decorated up for the holidays. Yep. Kind of like New, New York, York City, right New now. York City, <laughs> where it's like, it's like, you know, 363 days a year. You're like, oh, this place sucks. But then there's like the tree lighting day. And it's like, well, that's pretty good. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's all right. Yeah, it's like, pretty nice to be here. It's all right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, and it's like that. It's like the day of the Christmas tree lighting every year. Yeah. Including in the movie, the day of the Christmas day tree the lighting. Christmas. They did. They love Christmas tree lighting so much. They did it twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, but that's the thing. The plot, you know, it needs the kind of the holiday spirit, right. you know, because that's what's causing all these mass gatherings in mm-hmm. this uh, in this square where Ma- all the mass plot gatherings happen. of of thirteen people, thirteen people, yeah, of twenty true. extras of press, <laughs> yeah. yeah, the press gatherings, you know, and uh, but yeah, that's about it, really. Yeah. Other than that. It, it could just be winter, and I think you could have made up a holiday. Right with this movie, I think this is so much more like sets. Like I, I looked it up; they they did like like all these sets took up the Warner Brothers lot. Like so, they were in L.A. when they were filming, and then they like every set was like on wheels, so they could just kind of like spin it in, like mix and match, mix and match, yeah. and like this is what we're gonna do today. This is what we're gonna do. Like so, they like the. They'll set up like the graveyard and like the the zoo and like all that shit, and they'll just kind of spin it in and out. Which it said that like, Michelle Pfeiffer got lost to work almost every day because everything changed. <laughs> but like, uh, yeah, it's like the sets are so like oddly detailed, and it's it felt like Gotham was more of a character than it was in Batman '89. Yeah, and we even said like Gotham was this weird like world to itself in that movie. That this one is just like. Now we're deeper in to this fucking town, and it's weirder. <laughs> yeah, like you're not. There aren't random back alleys. There's like where you are. Like yeah, it's like there's nothing generic about this Gotham. Right. Like no matter what set piece they put, it maintains that same characterization. So that no matter if you're in, 
the park on, on that bridge that everybody crosses. Right. Or you're at the, the Arctic like zoo thing. Or you're at the square. Everything maintained. Or in the sewers. Right. The sewers is like its own... like it's like its own world. Yeah. Of its own reflection of Gotham, too. Yeah. Which, with these wide-ass tunnels <laughs> and, like, these chutes and drains, and it's it's insane. Um, it's like... The, it, it looks like... You, you watch Futurama, right? Yeah. It's like old New York and new yeah, New on York. Top, like, right, Like, right. it's just a society built on top of its old society. And yeah. they never, like knock down the old one they just like fuck it just like Stacked put it. the whole records in that weird building over there yes yes it is like that where it's it, it seems like this place used to be somewhere right um but yeah no matter where you're at you know it's it's gotham uh and then the other thing is like the t- like the time period it's time to it's with batman movies when they're done in this style like the Tim Burton Batman's led into the Batman the Animated Series. Right. So it was time displaced where you can exactly. never figure out, is it the 80s or is it the, the 30s? 50s. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. What's going on here? Like, why are you driving this kind of car? Exactly. And then yet have a CD player you could scratch yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's got a weird, like, noir kind of uh, yeah. aesthetic to it as far as, like, outfits and stuff. But the technology is still, like, late 80s, early 90s. Yep. So, I mean, that's always a cool... And it always works somehow. Yeah. I never questioned it as a kid. I think it's because they never really brought too much attention to the tech. Mm. Where it's like, look at my cell phone. Like, No, it's more like, oh, here's the thing. And you go like, oh, yeah, I know that thing. Yeah. And then you just move right on. Right. Yeah. The only person that's got really, like, head-turning tech is Batman. Right. Yeah. Um, although very easily hackable, apparently. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. Where I, I love, like, all right, we're going to bounce around. This is obviously an almost 30-year-old movie. Yeah. Um, my favorite thing about them disassembling the Batmobile is they just put like a tiny little thing on the bottom of it and that's it. Yeah. It's like, then what did, what was all this circuitry you were playing with? Just get a jack and lift it up. Yeah. And just, and you're set. Why, why go through all that? Although I think they did turn off a few features too though, right? Because even after he threw off the thing, a lot of the things uh, still weren't working. The split didn't work. Yeah, so yeah. I think, like, maybe they mess with that stuff, too. Yeah, probably. But either way, these are clowns. Right. This, is a, this is a circus, literally a circus Straight gang. Straight up clowns, bro. Straight up clowning. You know, so I, the, how they could have ever had that kind of... It's uh, the cast of Big Fish coming into the Batman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do like that they tie in that uh, Penguin gets all his resources from shit that people threw out. Right. And that, that implies that Batman just threw out the schematics to his Batmobile. Which is unreal. Like, right. It's like, what, like, how the fuck would you do that? Exactly. How would you ever do that? Right. Um, I mean, it's, I like that they also showed that when you shred stuff, he finds it and like puts it back together. But that schematic they showed was not shredded. One piece. Not one piece. Yeah. It, yeah, it was in one piece. Yeah. Exactly. It was just fine. It was just poster sized. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, uh, you, could, you could poke like thousands of little holes like that through this movie. Right. That's definitely not what the concern was. The concern is for capturing the characters and uh, and the and the aesthetic and making something fun and enjoyable. It definitely takes a lot of more a lot of more risks, which mm-hmm. is why, like you said, this Gotham seems like even more of a character than uh, 89's Gotham. Yeah, uh, and it seems like Tim Burton's really like let off the leash a little bit. But uh, for me, the more the most compelling uh, aspect of the movie is the villains is like the character the uh, the yeah. main characters he does he has done the villain like tim burton's villains of the joker obviously catwoman and penguin who have 
basically stood the test of time as some of the best Batman villains. <laughs> like if you rate the Batman uh, in the in the all I guess twenty six Batman movies or whatever it is, like you you go like okay well obviously Heath Ledger's Joker is going to be number one, and then it's followed quickly by Jack Nicholson number two, then Michelle Pfeiffer, then Danny DeVito. And the reason why is because he he doesn't make them like cartoons like Joel Schumacher's Two Face and the Riddler, which you yeah. couldn't like. I mean, it was Jim Carrey in the nineties. What right. are we gonna do? Like, be serious, buddy? Like, no, <laughs> like just fucking go go off. But like the reason, and then they fit this dark world because they're in this odd character of a of a world. They fit in perfectly because it's like you know what I do see in I do see this woman who fell like. 65,000 stories yeah. and hit a couple of fucking That was awnings. a well-shot fall, though. That, that looked so, good. So many falling shots. Yeah. So many falling Yeah, how many times can this woman fall from things? Right. You know? And, but, like, like you could, you could see, like, oh, she got, she just bumped her head at the end. And it's like, oh, like, like this this fits somehow. Somehow this yeah. fits. Nothing is, like, fantastical. I like how they never explained it, though. They right. never like, how exactly... Did these stray cats bring this woman back to life and give her eight more lives? Did they bring her back to life, or did she just get bit by a cat? And she's like, yeah, I guess I like cats now. Uh, like how Batman's like, how we don't even know how Batman really became Batman in these movies. Right. He just his parents died, and then he grew up and he was Batman. Yeah, that's yeah. it. He's just a weird little man with some curly hair. Yeah, they explained <laughs> her even less. It's like she died, and then when right. she came back, she crazy. Yeah, that was it. Her makeup was better. <laughs> yeah, it. it was a little like paler. And she was, came back and she wanted to do some crafts. That's <laughs> that's what I that's what I gathered. Yeah. So I, I figure she comes back from the dead, has a psychotic break, which seemed like she was kind of heading towards anyway. Yeah. Um, just with the way her life was going, and then from there, I, the the cat thing I guess happens. Yeah. I, it, it, <laughs> oh, and she learns gymnastics and martial arts. Yeah, one day. It's, did I she mean, already I, know that? It stuff? could be like, it could be like an awakening of her womanhood. You know, sure. Cause she's been like repressed and held back and and kind of had the the boot of you know her boss her mother her i guess her boyfriend or lack thereof, or lack thereof. Like guys that like yeah, aren't um, really taking her seriously i guess and then she has this moment where she obviously gives up the game plan to her boss who then throws her out a window why would she do that though I, it's it's the, like the weird bats of courage. It's like you know, go do your do your worst, and it's like, oh well, your worst is throwing me out a window. Yeah. Oh fuck. That's All pretty right. bad. It's pretty <laughs> rough. I didn't expect that. I think you're just gonna be like you're fired. But like, to have her like do that and like have like all that social norms, like you know, if you just are brave and stand up for yourself, people will respect you. I was like, no, people to still take advantage of you if they're still dirtbags. But then you have her get tossed out the window and and then realize. No, if you want shit done, you gotta change who you are and not, and then start stepping on people. I guess. I guess, yeah. Like yeah. I think she was like, like nothing was gonna be given to her, and she had to take it. Yeah. You know, she had to like take what was hers because everybody was just pounding on her. Right. You know, the, like the, her whole you know, adult life. It looks like you know, and I mean, hey, it worked out pretty well for her. Right. Yeah. Together, you know. <laughs> yeah, she got what she wanted. She yeah. Accomplished. <laughs> Although I like that she was never really a hero no you know i like that i i do like the i do like her conflicted nature throughout the second half of the movie mm. like like after she gets with bruce yeah yeah and, and it's like when they're at the uh the shrek ball yeah and they're like and they when they finally figure it out who they are right they're like and she's she's basically starts crying like do we have to start fighting now yeah 
And at that moment, I was like, I know I've seen it. I know Penguin's going to come blowing out through the floor. Mm-hmm. I was like, I would have loved like a quiet moment between the two of them being yeah. like, we could have a life. You know, we're both fucked up. Right. Like, we could have a life. But instead, it's just like, eh, fuck it. Let's push him. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just blow it up. Yeah. I mean, that's what, that seems to be what Bruce is appealing to when he takes his mask off at the end. His rubber, his fruit tear, roll up his fruit roll-up <laughs> mask. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and like, he, that, I guess that's what, that's what he's trying to appeal to her with. It's like, look, we're both, we're two, we're two people split apart, but we can make each other whole. Right. And, uh, right down the middle, right down the middle. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> which is a much better line than eat floor. Right. It's high yeah. fiber. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Yo. Quips. Yo, what a quip. I feel like that's like such a, a Raimi Spider-Man yeah, joke. It's like, absolutely. But, like, still, it's just, like, oof. I didn't even see it coming. Good thing she didn't know it was you, Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but then, but the mistletoe line was good, too. Yeah. I don't know why Batman brought that up. You know, like, she's, she's got him tackled, right? Right. She's mount, she's got him mount in the mount, mm-hmm. right? And he looks over his shoulder and he goes, ah, oh, mistletoe. He goes, deadly if you eat it. It's like, who asked you, yeah, Batman? Who, who's eating mistletoe? Yeah, what are you talking <laughs> Batman, focus. <laughs> you know he's he's you know what he's just a, what would you do if you were tackled by Michelle Pfeiffer in in cat leather and you're like oh f- oh mistletoe <laughs> yeah what up <laughs> well girl girl I'll tell you what I I think it was like a distraction technique you know he's still the world's greatest detective I guess it took him like six months to figure out shit was going down yeah oh yeah uh, we but... were talking before about his subtlety and like. <laughs> With uh, Christopher Walken, who plays Max Shrek, which originally that was supposed to be Harvey Dent. I can see that. So, like, at the end where Catwoman kisses him on the uh, the electric mm-hmm. uh, socket, uh, the electric uh, transformer, yeah. that's how he was going to get two-faced. Uh, but they're like, uh, let's just get rid of that character and make him Max Shrek. So, Max, I mean, Max Shrek is just for this movie. Yeah. like I feel like it's still a waste. Max Shrek is actually, actually the name of the guy who played Nosferatu. Oh yeah, really? yeah. That was funny. Uh, but yeah, he. Uh, you could have made him Black Mask. Could have. Yeah. Could have done. I don't think Black Mask was around back then. Oh, is he a newer? I, yeah, villain? I think also Tim Burton famously said he doesn't read comic books. So that's fair. Yeah. But he did know two, at least three people, at least three comic book characters. He didn't write this. Gordon. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. The writers would have known. Yeah. Um, but also. Gordon is barely in this. Batman's barely in this. Ba- Actually, yeah. can we talk about that? Oh yeah, go ahead. How this movie, Batman doesn't show up until fifteen minutes into the movie, mm-hmm. and then, and, tw- and then I think by the twenty-five minute mark, he's gone again. It doesn't show up until like the forty-five minute mark. It's a straight Penguin Catwoman movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I kind of appreciate. No, yeah, I think I think, and that's a lot of Batman movies are not about Batman. Mm-hmm. I mean, the ones that are are terrible. Which ones are Batman and Robin? Sure, and Batman Forever. Like I think you focus on the reason why, and I think I think we noticed this before is that like the reason why your hero your hero is Dark Knight Rises is about Batman I would say because he gets his back broken and then it's about him like trying to learn how to right. do sit ups again. And it's yeah. not about like Bane's like you know trying to oh, I'm now the king of the city what do I do right and then how do they just Bane throw... is the... The leader of the rebellion. <laughs> yeah, right. So at the end, they throw the the fucking. Uh, oh, I've just been front zoned, and, oh, and it's no. like, like, oh, all right. Yeah, I feel like they just kind of like, uh, let's just get through this. 
Yeah. yeah. But I, I agree. Yeah, you're yeah. right. It's not a... the. So but, why do you think that is, that the movies that are about Batman are the worst ones? I think because we already know... Like, we already bought in on Batman. Mm-hmm. We don't need to be resold that, like, Batman's cool. <laughs> I'm sorry, right. like... We're, we're that in. got us through the door. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, Batman movie? I'm going to see it. Mm-hmm. You have to make the character... like, And that's why, you know, you looked at, like, Marvel, like, for a while, and, like, oh, these these villains are kind of paper thin. Yeah. And then I think... Who was, like, the first real, like, good Marvel villain in a while? In a while? I know Loki was the first good one. Right. And then after him, I don't think that... I mean, obviously, Thanos is a good one. Would uh, you say the Vulture? Michael Keaton? Vulture. Michael Keaton? Yeah. Oh, 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 who would have thought? Keaton it real, baby. The guy who throws on uh, some wings on his back, huh? Who would have thought? Not does he throw wings on his back, he throws the movie on his back. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I think you have to relate and feel and sympathize with the villains to, you know, to care for, to, to see if their plot is evil, to be like, you know, See what they're really about. See what they're really about. Like, so we find out, like, Penguin was, he was abandoned by Pee Wee Herman. And, <laughs> and, you know, he was raised in the sewers for 33 years. And then... And then the circus. And the and the Red Circus gang. So you think, like, okay, maybe, maybe he's just here for crimes. But then you find out his real plan is to kidnap all the firstborns of every, like, wealthy family in Gotham. Or just every family in Gotham. You're right. They're just yeah. that one street. They didn't have poor people in this movie, did they? No. Yeah, that's I the... Get, the one guy that she tic tac toed. It's also it, it's funny that like she got a RoboCop moment. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. It, it is funny they were stealing kids from like the the apartments right above the the sign that says bail bonds and cigarettes. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I don't think rich people live at those yeah. those apartments. Right? Yeah. But it's like you find like that that's his unredeemable moment. But then you find out that like Catwoman, her redeemable moment is you know at the time where it's like she wants to kill Max Shrek and that's all she wants to do. You're like she doesn't really she wanted Batman out of the way so that she could do that. Yeah, which I don't think is a redeemable moment in itself, but um I think I agree a hundred percent. And I think to add to that, I think the main thing with Batman's villains mm-hmm. is that when you focus on the villains, in a way, you are still focusing on Batman. Because right. every Batman villain is sort of a ref- a ref- exactly yeah. a reflection on himself. Sorry, you know? I was jumping on. No, you just my guy. That's my guy. Yeah. <laughs> my guy. <laughs> right, because you look at you, you. You know, obviously, you look at the Dark Knight and the dichotomy between Joker and Batman is easy. It's you know, right. no, no need to go into that. But uh, you look at Catwoman, and again, Catwoman and Batman, they they're cut from the same cloth in a way where you have someone that kind of lost everything, you know, and took on this vigilante persona they figure they can't rely on the law to get shit done they have to do it themselves right but without the restraint without the sense without the i guess like the alfred of it you know somebody to she doesn't have a moral moral yeah she doesn't have an anchor to her human side for her it was exactly that's what bruce was trying to be sorry i'm keeping no we're on the the same page i mean batman's on my microphone i have batman all over my yeah you do is that he's everywhere I like. I don't even want to get you Batman gifts anymore no, no, because you have too many. I have too much. Yeah, and you're gonna keep getting them. So yeah, obviously. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. Like uh, he was trying to be that moral anchor for her, mm-hmm. and so if you learn about her. It tells you something about Batman. Right. Same thing with with Penguin. You know, he had a rich background, lost his parents, but it was in a different way. Right. Whereas like 
Batman was like, you know, I have to make things right so this doesn't happen to everyone. Uh, Penguin was bitter, and he was like, I have to, like, other people need to feel my pain. Right. And so it kind of shows that angle of Bruce Wayne thrown back. Granted, this means you have to already know a lot about Batman. Because yeah. he's already Batmaning it up in the beginning of this movie. So the, like, what's funny is because the, the Penguin was in the 66 Batman. Yeah. And he was Burgess Meredith, kind of like this guy who's kind of like that, like just a dude who has like a cigarette thing and in a monocle. Mm-hmm. And he was, and he was kind of like well kept. Yeah. And this, this one was a scary little man. He's anything but. Yeah. And he's just spitting black spew and yeah. like. Which was a great effect. Oh my God. Like Danny DeVito. I thought it looked so good. So good in this. And a lot of this movie is aesthetic. Mm-hmm. You gotta forget a lot of the dialogue. You gotta forget a lot of the, the logic. It's just yeah. Tim Burton, early Tim Burton. If you if you're if you caught on to him, if you're one of our younger listeners, and you're like, oh well, I only know Tim Burton from like Alice in Wonderland and Dumbo and like mm. all, all these kind of like, and it's kind of a weird Oz is Oz Tim yeah Burton? Oz yeah. yeah is that him? yeah I think it might have been him or Wizard of Oz no 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 that is uh, uh no that's that's Ted, uh, Sam Raimi. What one. really? Yeah, the Johnny Depp Oz. Was that Johnny? That was Depp? James Franco. That's it. The James Franco That's Oz. Sam That's Sam Raimi. Raimi? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Wow. Uh, but like, yeah, like Tim Burton. Like, if you if you only know him from like, let's say, Planet of the Apes on, he like everything he does now in like CGI landscapes was that's all practical for in this and like in practical in his early '90s stuff. And that's why a lot of like people my age and, and your age, when you hear Tim Burton, you're like, oh my god, like this was. You stop at all. You have like a hard stop. Yeah, line. yeah, yeah. Because it's like okay, big fish. It's like that's it. Yeah, like, that's it. That's it. <laughs> no like, more. No, no more. more. Like stop. Like, <laughs> but like, it was crazy. He really ended strong with Big Fish as his last movie. That was. <laughs> <laughs> but like you, you gotta you gotta see like he like the, this movie was just all aesthetic and it's like. The, like you look at these sets i mean you could tell they're sets yeah but you oh, look yeah. at them and you're like i could see this being a bigger world mm-hmm. and it's just like weird and it's <laughs> awesome it is it is and uh you can't you got to keep giving him credit even though it's somebody who doesn't read comics or anything like that these when you make the characters your own in this way you make people forget about the comic interpretation because yeah. some of our i think some of people's favorite movie super like superhero like movies and comics and heroes and villains sorry not comics but their favorite heroes and villains and plot lines are straight straight dramatically from the comics right you know and i think it's on the director then to take what they what they are taking from the comics and adapting it in a way that does make people forget they're not doing it right yeah and you like know? you could you could see that Tim Burton definitely made Bruce Wayne his like surrogate, mm. because even I think in the early in the late eighties, early nineties, Bruce Wayne was not a turtleneck wearing like skinny dude. He was mm. he was a he was a beefcake. He was, yeah, yeah, he was, yeah. He was buff and he still have to be Batman. Yeah, he's still Batman. Yeah, but like uh, Tim Burton made him kind of like a a weird dude, mm-hmm. and I kind of I kind of like Keaton. I love Keaton as oh, Batman. Oh well, yeah, I love Keaton. Keaton's the best. But definitely a weird guy. Weird. Like, yeah. Bat- he's definitely not that. He's not a. Su- he's not suave in this movie. He's not subtle either. No. <laughs> he's... No. He's not suave. He's not subtle. 
He's, but he is more of an active. He seems like an active force in Gotham. Yeah. Instead of like somebody that people don't take seriously. Instead of like a recluse. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's different ways you can do. Not even Batman, but Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. And you could do the one where he's like an airheaded like kind of playboy, where it's like, you know, who cares? Like like this. Like kid, I'm gonna buy this hotel. I'm gonna yeah, buy this. Yeah, like I'm ladies. Buy... Oh, you know. How you doing? Right. And then he's just like this <laughs> guy. Bruce. And that's but that's important because right. people don't take you seriously. They don't think you're Batman. Right. Right. So there's that. Then there's the other that's just a recluse. He's like, oh yeah, is that that rich billionaire? He just kind of stays in his mansion all the time. Nobody knows what he's up to. Yeah. And it's like, all right, the less they see you, the better. That was even addressed in the first movie where it's like he had Bruce Wayne had a party, and then he walks in on like Vicky Vale. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, and they start talking, Vicky Vale and uh, Robert Wool start talking shit about Bruce Wayne. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, this, this pseudo armor was from like the 17th century feudal Japan. It's like, oh, how would you? It's like, well, I bought it. Right. And it's like, oh, that's Bruce Wayne. Like, right. They didn't know who he was. Exactly. But this, it's like, Bruce Wayne's in town, baby. Yeah. Here we go. Wayne, he's, he's storming into the, yeah. the headquarters of Max Shrek. He's throwing documents. Throwing, yeah, documents. <laughs> wow. Like, like, do these people know each other already? Right. Are you guys like, are you? Are you cool with him throwing shit at you? <laughs> like, like that was just also <laughs> impressive that this this a pile of papers. Right. He managed to make it over right on target. Right. Like you need to know that this guy's slinging batarangs. Yeah, right. Like, hey, wait and, a minute, I know that. Yeah, I know that like, motion. Yeah, I know that arc. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Look at that spiral. Batman he, does the same one. Got a ninety degree bend in the elbow. Yeah. <laughs> bend at the wrist. Yeah, back behind the ear and then just tossed it. Step right into it. Leave yeah. with the <laughs> plant with your back foot. Right. <laughs> but uh but yeah, he's he's bold as hell in this. He is up in like the center of the he's not afraid to be the center of the spotlight. Right. He's definitely using his influence as Bruce Wayne to like do shit. Um I feel like this Bruce the Batman Returns Bruce Wayne and the animated series Bruce Wayne are more in sync mm. in this one. Where it's it's like businessman in with the in with the te- like in with the uh the government of the town, uh, looking out for the best of Gotham. Right. And then just throwing it <laughs> throwing shit. I mean, it makes sense that... I mean, that seems like a natural progression from 89 Batman to this one. Right. You know? Which is, which is, I guess, more subtle because uh, you don't really... They don't really make many connections between the first movie and this one. He talks about Vicky Vale. Right. You know? But other well, than that... Well, they didn't know they were going to do this one. Yeah. So, yeah. Tim Burton didn't sign on until he got, like, script approval. Hmm. And I think he wanted, like, nothing to do with the original one. He wanted more, like, weird shit. Well, yeah, and then shows. and then I think Keaton just wanted money. <laughs> Keaton got like eleven million dollars for this movie. Mm, I good guess for him. Good for him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, he didn't do a bad job at all. No, yeah, yeah. Because also, Tim Burton never directed his own sequels. Hmm. That's why Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian still hasn't happened yet. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> I mean, it's one thing to look at. <laughs> yeah. Um, the one one thing I'll also say is that they do a good job of tearing batman down in this okay. by going after his image you know the villains i mean tear him down there's a lot of ways to fight batman that villains think of you know bane broke him physically you know uh joker went after his like morality you know uh make it made him make hard choices right some people try to go after his identity and you know penguin and catwoman kind of went after his image which was cool. Right. So they framed him for the death of, of... The ice princess. Yeah, of that actress. The dummy who was just still standing on a ledge. But yeah, just 
don't just be there. Step down. Just hop on off, my yeah. friend. You'll be don't all right. Don't move. I'm going to jump down? Yeah. Is that cool? Yeah. Can yeah, you yeah. move in that way? Yeah. <laughs> Dumb. Um, but, and, and, yeah, and, and then they took his vehicle on a freaking joyride. Right. Crippling how many people? Who knows? But it's The entire Gotham police force yeah. just all seemed to run in front of the car. Right. But, yeah, right? Like, jeez. <laughs> uh, but then I will say that one little soundbite incriminating Penguin shouldn't especially when you wiggle wiggle yeah drop that ill yeah scratch. he like has like the the headphones are like one ear on one ear off he's alfred, like bump into uh, it i got alfred p here on the ones and yeah, twos. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and but that i need more snare in my monitor yeah <laughs> turn my headphones up it was like he definitely had um i mean i can see why some people would hear that and be like oh maybe this penguin guy is not so great but well, it doesn't absolve batman no it doesn't but it it is funny how like easy it is to sway a political yeah. thing just for someone saying something like slightly bad. And it's like that's his voice, but it could have been edited. Yeah. You know? I guess the technology It to... was edited. You heard it go brick brick Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like alright. I don't know if I thought like a penguin meant like, why do these people bring eggs and tomatoes to speeches? Right. <laughs> why there's <always> somebody <laughs> But, the, uh, the person who threw the first tomato was Danny Elfman, the composer. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Which, by the way, I got to give Danny Elfman a lot of credit. Great score. The music was... Am- like, there's no better friend to the xylophone than yeah. Danny Elfman. <laughs> <laughs> it just... Batman has so many iconic scores. But yeah. this one is up there. It is. It's like... It's epic. It's like... It, for for a movie that's so goofy, it's so grand mm-hmm. and like serious yeah. that I think that helps it. Like, just kind of it gives it some gravitas, yeah, some some weight. It's like you know this, these bricks are basically styrofoam, but if you get slammed through it, like it'll hurt. Yeah, yeah. to that music, to it'll that hurt. Music, yeah, like, yeah. Oh no! <laughs> and it just makes you take make it makes Batman a big deal when he's soaring through the sky. When it, you mean when he's soaring through the sky and then hits the ground so he could take off the gang glider? And then he just cuts to him rolling it out? Yeah. 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 <laughs> beautiful editing. Oh, there was, oh, my God. Did you, uh, speaking of beautiful editing, when Penguin died and was, like, led by his face to the to Yeah, the water, none of those penguins were actually holding him. No, but did you see, I noticed this last night. Um, so he was, you know, brought down, obviously sledded down. Right. I guess there was like a... A conveyor belt or Like a, a cookie sheet underneath yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. So if you watch how it ends, and you could see in the left hand of the screen, like something just come out from underneath him. Oh. Like, I was like, they didn't crop out the shot. Wow. <laughs> it's like, oh no. It's like, now that I see it, it's like, yikes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. They're all things that you're, that they're hoping you weren't looking for. Right. Yeah. Also, why would you land on your face, Danny DeVito? That was rough. That was rough. Oh, man. I was, uh... Let's talk about Danny DeVito for a little bit. He was off the rails. He was amazing. He was unhinged. Like, he... For a guy who's now known as being, I guess, basically the Penguin again. And, like, (laughs) it's always sunny. It's just, like, I I haven't seen it in a while, but Mm -hmm. I know, like, Frank is, like, off the rails. Mm -hmm. But he was unbelievable. For me, it's, like... You see someone, you see Danny DeVito now, and every time you look, anytime Danny DeVito plays a character nowadays, it's like, oh, it's, it's, he's just being Danny DeVito. Right. Like, that's like the only character he plays now. But for me, I felt like he completely fell into the role of the Penguin. Yeah. Like, he brought, obviously he brought his own 
mannerisms to it. But the Danny DeVito as the Penguin is just you can see so like it's so cartoony and out there, but at the same time you can see so much pain and right. and, just, and misery and bitterness, and then just like a hint of just. It, it the, the 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 hate yeah the hate and the bitterness is coming up like that black goo yeah, like whatever yeah. he spits at it's like he can't hold it back anymore he can't be a human in right. his own like terms but he would like yeah he like had I mean I know he was speaking to a bunch of animatronic penguins yeah but that was wild and like still like yeah pretty impressive to see yeah yeah like just the way he is is like raging monologues mm-hmm. right it's like ah. Oswald Gobblepot's not my name anymore. I am not a human being. I am an animal. I am the penguin. Just, oh my God. Yeah, he, yeah, he wasn't like this fucking like squawking madman. He was, and yeah, and that's the thing. Like when people think of the penguin and, they, and he goes like, mah, 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 that's not him. Yeah. That's Burgess Meredith. Right. He is this, this tortured fucking mutant of a man who's been like left by everybody. Yeah. Like he's been like, he is the, he has abandonment issues in human form. So do you so do you find then that DeVito's that Tim Burton's penguin is closer to the comics? No, cuz uh, I think he's more of a cuz in the comics it depends like cuz even in the comics I remember being still more of a mobster. Yeah, he's more of like th- like this is more I think this is like Tim Burton being Tim Burton. Yeah. Like he's got to be a monster. Yeah. But like he's more of like an up like an upstanding like he's you know that sophisticated i mean like the we, the closest thing we get to him is like in the arkham games where mm-hmm. he's kind of like this weird little dude mm-hmm. but he has like an air of like oh i've got dignity right quote unquote dignity in class mm-hmm. where it's just like it's just it's just a front right like, it's what he thinks but he'll still like he'll still eat some raw sardines or whatever but <laughs> i think like with this it's just that he's like tim burton made him so grotesque to normal society like he lived in the sewer he's deformed it's just that he's 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 so he's a he's a monster but it's hiding a hurt child mm-hmm. and i think that's i think that was a great kind of turn instead of making him just like he's like bruce wayne except he's got a weird hand yeah you know yeah no they definitely um stripped him stripped away right the class and dignity and stuff from him mm-hmm. and like even when he has on the coat and the top hat it's never a question that this guy is not fit for not only high society, but any society. Right. So in a, in a way, he kind of just flipped the penguin upside down. Yeah. You know, as somebody that tries to live in that that high society uh, uh, sphere. And instead, DeVito's uh, penguin is underneath society and seems to be more comfortable there. Right. He's more comfortable in his underwear. Yeah. <laughs> he just wears that like onesie. The, the onesie, the underoo. Yeah. Uh, and it's just so dirty. Yeah. The, uh, apparently I was looking, I was looking this up that the, 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 the toy line was huge in this movie. They're like, we got to go all out. Cause mm-hmm. in, for the original Batman, it was only like three figures. It was Joker, Bob the Goon and Batman. Mm-hmm. And then it led to a different like toy line from Toy Biz. So then Toy Biz sold the rights back to Kenner and that's why there's there's more toys and there's more of an emphasis on toys and marketing and like McDonald's and all that shit. Mm. But the original like mock up of the penguin was deemed too scary huh. as a toy. So what Kenner did is that they they took uh, the toy from their original like su- DC Superpowers line 
or, yeah, it's, I think it was Superpower line, and they just painted him black. They like huh. painted, they painted his, his coat black and his his pants gray. What color were they before? Blue and yellow. I have I have the original oh, yeah. figure, like the to, the Toy Biz one. So it's like a like a like a light blue and a purple pant. Yeah, yeah. And like that's the that's the and then they, I think they tried making the toy more Danny DeVito like and right. like they focus grouped it and they're like, this is gross. We don't yeah. like this. We don't we don't fucking like. I don't this. want my child to have this in yeah, the house. Yeah, it was like no. But then they made it. They're like, oh, it's kind of late on the day, but we still have a whole shit ton of these things. Right. Let's just repaint it. And it worked. <laughs> and so they repainted it. Wow. So yeah. that. Wow. So yeah. the toys for Batman Returns, the Penguin toys, are not... Batman Returns, yeah. Yeah. They're like old school toys. Wow. But everything else is. Like, I can see your Michelle Pfeiffer Yeah, I have, the, I have the Catwoman, I, and there's the Robin in that line. There's So a, they released a Robin? There's supposed to be a... Returns? Yeah, there's supposed to be a Robin in this, but I think yeah, there's supposed to be Marlon Wayans. That's the whole... Oh my god. Yeah, Marlon Wayans was supposed to be Tim Burton's Robin, and he was supposed to be introduced in this movie. He's like the same age as... No, I mean he's not, but like, he was not a kid. He was a kid then. then. He Marlon Wayans was a kid back then. But he in the was 90s. taller than Batman. Well, yeah, they do some. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they do some things. I mean, Nightwing, I could see. I I think what they they were trying to like they weren't doing that whole weird like, oh he just owns this boy kind of thing. Oh okay, it's, it's like, like an actual partner. It's like an actual partner. Right. Yeah, where like I think the whole like he was supposed to be a mechanic, so that's how oh. he'd fix the Batmobile. Oh, and. uh... Because they were mentioning, like, oh, somebody. Yeah, we can't really just send it to a mechanic. Right. And then they just didn't follow up on that after. So they're like, yeah, it doesn't really matter. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to look at Marlon Wayne's Robin. So did he have a toy? Uh, Yeah, I have it. As Marlon Wayne's, I mean? It's kind of like, it's it's Robin with a flat top. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I see it. Yeah. Yeah, this is... So Marlon Wayne's would have had a flat top. This is your Robin. Yeah, that's the one I have, yeah. Wow. Yep. Yeah, it's it's weird and like the costume's the, not bad. No, the costume's really cool. It, yeah. I, I think it actually changed the way Robin was drawn from then on out. Cause this he was, toy. Yeah, that toy. Because he was never like I don't think I thought he was never really in in the short in the short shorts, shorts anymore. In the short shorts. Yeah. So this was the first time that he Robin dropped the short pants. shorts. Yeah. Wow. I mean, there's a better way of saying that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't I wasn't focused on phrasing there. I should have been. Yeah. Um. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, no, like this, like I think they like when Tim Burton like got into it, he had like a whole world planned out because I know he had ideas for a third one, and then Warner Brothers was like, hey, "Get lost." <laughs> Weird, because the first two were this was a successful movie, wasn't it? It was, it was successful, but not as successful as original Batman. Oh, okay. Like, because it was so. Um, weird i guess to people yeah i guess so like aesthetically it it, it didn't uh yeah and and, you know the all the the grossness of penguin right let me see it made i know it's they said it made 47 million dollars on its first day which was a record day which was a record back in 92 it sounds like a record yeah sounds like a big deal if you think about it back then i think movie ticket prices were like a dollar right so uh yeah so it was 80 million dollar budget Opening weekend, like around forty-five to forty-seven million dollars. Gross in the United States was one hundred and sixty-two, mm. which is uh, just about okay. It's and like then, what you would expect, right? And then worldwide gross is two hundred and sixty-six million. 
Okay. So, but you have to think of it like you got to pay for marketing. So yeah, it it was a it was a success, but I think Batman '89 was bigger. Let me just double check that. Probably. I mean, that was a it was a craze back in then. Also, did I, I like how uh, one thing that's always, I guess, stood in the way for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I, not not now. Now it's it's easy to look past it. But I guess in like my teenage years, oh yeah, was, Batman, uh, sorry, yeah, Batman eighty nine made four hundred eleven million dollars. Oh shit, yeah. Why? So that's way better. Yeah, and yeah. remember, this was in the eighties and nineties where movie ticket prices were cheap as shit. Right. So, so like they're literally like, twice as much now. Yeah. Yeah. Like you could see six movies for the price of one movie. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So one thing that always like kind of set me back when I was younger. Now again, like I said, now it's like I understand that no matter what, the action is going to be outdated. Right. But is that you know Batman's neck can turn, <laughs> right? Just a lot of standing one on one fighting. Yeah, yeah. He had to like move his whole, whole like body. waist, you know, in order to that to... stumble stunt double was working. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, I then when he rips off the latex uh, cowl, it's kind of like, oh yeah, that's why, <laughs> yeah. Um, but Michelle Pfeiffer, on the other hand, she was moving. She uh, apparently she was vacuum sealed in there. Whew. So that's a lot rough. of so a lot of like her speaking roles, she had to do it like very quickly, or else she was gonna like pass out. Pass out, Jesus. Yeah. Why did they do that to her? I mean, yeah. <laughs> she uh, originally. Catwoman was was supposed to be played by Annette Benning. Annette Benning was casted, but then she got pregnant oh. and had to drop out. And so Michelle Pfeiffer took over. And as I was looking through trivia last night, they're like, the amount of people who originally thought of the role for Catwoman was just like, oh, were they an actress in the 80s? Yeah. Throw them in. Then, yeah, bring them in. Yeah, okay. Because it's like Sigourney Weaver, Gina Davis, Meryl Streep, Goldie Hawn. Like, it just, the list was like ridiculous. I, I like, couldn't. I couldn't have seen. I can't see Sigourney Weaver or Meryl Streep doing it. Gina Davis, maybe. Meryl Streep had the. It was the cruelest thing when I found out why. Tim Burton's like, nah, she's too old. Ooh. It's like, Tim, respect yourself. Yeah. She's Meryl Ooh. Streep. She would have pulled it off. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, but Meryl Streep, Catwoman. I mean, good lord. I mean, she was like fifty at the time. She was like thirty. At no. The time. Yeah, Meryl Streep's not that old. I thought she was. No, she's maybe like. Now we have to. Now yeah, we now we have to check. This is good. This is good. It's good podcasting. She's seventy-one, so thirty years ago she was forty. She was like forty. Yeah. All right. So right she, in between what we were saying. Yeah, I mean, I still think she could have done it. I mean, you know, you know me and Ziggy Weaves. I would, I would have loved to seen Ziggy Weave or something. Yeah, I mean, look, young Meryl Streep definitely could have done yeah. it. Yeah, she was a killer. Um, they, I think they had plans on Batman Three with Gina Davis as Poison Ivy. That could work. I mean, I'd get on that. Yeah, yeah. Gina Davis is dope. Gina Davis. Um, and it also makes perfect sense. It's a Tim Burton movie, right? He's gonna throw in Gina Davis. Yeah, uh, bring it back, Beetlejuice. Exactly, get the whole Beetlejuice crew. Um, but yes. So, oh man, you could add Winona Ryder if she wasn't. Uh, was she blacklisted yet? No, not at that time. Oh, there you go. She could have been Batgirl. Yeah. Um, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if if he's doing the abducting children, uh, right? But uh. What was I saying? Yeah, I thought so. She was. I didn't remember her being so unhinged. Yeah, I know it, she. She just got know. crazier. Like she was, like yeah. I, like obviously you don't you don't 
you know, it's annoying when they make like just female characters like their main personality trait is crazy. Mm-hmm. But she was mentally, she had a psychotic breakdown. Yeah, and I, I like, and you, you were right. You like how you said it before. Like she didn't have a mental compass to guide her to, not sanity to say, because I wouldn't say Bruce Wayne is sane. Right. Uh, to you know, to more of a, I guess, ha- happier disposition. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't really know, like, the right term, but, like, she never, like, she found, like, her and Bruce connected, I think, too far into her break. Yeah. Like, if she would have met him. Like, earlier on. Earlier on. Yeah. And I like when they they met for the second time and... Bruce is so like befuddled. He's like, "No, we already met." It's like, "Well, we met." Oh no, I I, I mistaken. Yeah, like, I I took me for another person. He's like, "No, you mistook me." He's like, "What did I say?" <laughs> you, how do you maintain a secret identity? He's like, like, "Oh, I'm Batman." I mean, I'm I'm Batman. No, I'm Batman. No, I'm not Batman. Yeah. Okay, like, you're not Batman. Okay, so is this how you how do you how do you talk to Gordon right. every day? He just you stumble right through them. that. Yeah. It's like, okay, we're gonna get these guys. <laughs> oh, do you have a Catwoman Funko? I don't. Yeah, no, no, I don't. Wow. Yeah, that's the one I don't. I. How does that happen? They, I know they just put out the. Uh, they've been putting out a lot of like the, the movie Batman Funkos. So I know they released the Michelle Pfeiffer Funko Pop. I was looking for that. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, how, how do you go through your life? Like, how do you go to Max Trek and be like, oh, I, like, you throw these papers on him that Bruce Wayne would never know. He's like, oh, he's running the, the triangle, the red triangle gang. You know like, your friend you just met yesterday? Yeah, exactly. I know all about him. Yeah, like, for as far as anyone should know, Max Shrek was abducted. Right. You know? Well, actually, no one should even know he was captured. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so he shouldn't have, he didn't make, he didn't announce that the Penguin was running for mayorship or anything like that yet. I, I do love Christopher Walken throughout that, like, first press conference. It's like, oh, let's give the Penguin Man a hand for saving the baby yeah 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 <laughs> he's such a goof Ugh. and christopher walken was on another level in this <sighs> he's good so good but i think he is like accent was like not as strong no he wasn't as christopher walken yeah i like, think because also tim burton this is the first time him and tim burton worked together mm-hmm. so he never really had that like let's go nuts mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. yeah it's interesting that he became sort of a parody of himself yeah over time uh but yeah, it, it, overall, the movie just, Catwoman, I think, was the least like I remembered her. Okay. You know, uh, I, I, I didn't, I didn't think Batman would be a little more serious, you know, and I guess Batman was inside the eat floor. Right. But, uh, Bruce Wayne, yeah, I mean, after we watched Batman 89 earlier this year. Right. I was like, oh man, Bruce Wayne is kind of a, a goof, you know, and he maintains that in this one. But Catwoman, I always thought of her, maybe it was just, like, the child in me. Okay. Like, made her into this, like, sultry, like, Ooh. seductress. Ooh. That, yeah, like, in my mind, like, my my pubescent teenage mind, like, I guess, like, really, like, you know, threw the patriarchy all over her. But, uh, no, <laughs> she's definitely, like, more of someone that's, like, a person that's going through a lot of shit. Right. And, like, she, and, and it's just, like, a few key images that just... You they just like got plastered everywhere. Like when she like mounts him, right? You know, it's like that's not even a sexy like moment, really. No, it's kind of just like a dot, like like her like 
I like a dominance thing. Like I like I fucking beat you. I can lick your face. You ain't gonna do right. shit. But in my mind, it's just like, oh, she licked his face, you know? Right. So no, it's it's funny when when you're right because I do remember that as a kid too. And like, oh, hey. Yeah, like, oh, hey, am I now. allowed to be seeing this? It's like, what's up with? Yeah. Because you take you take it aesthetically. Yeah. You go like, oh my god, like I don't even know what they're saying. Can someone lick my face like that? But yeah, like, but Michelle Pfeiffer, okay, like yeah. let's 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 talk. <laughs> and then, and then, and then now, when you're a little bit more aware of the world, and you're more of aware of like other people's like struggles mentally and everything, and like when it's become more of a like known to you, and you're like, oh no, <laughs> she needed some help. Yeah. <laughs> why wasn't why wasn't like a neighbor there to be like knock on doors like, hey, hey, Selena, do you want like a coffee or anything? Right. You want to talk why, about just it? call your mom back, Selena. Just call your mom. Call your mom. She, she'll understand. She needs to, she, exactly. She's your mom. Exactly. At the end of the day, you know, she'll may, she may be, she may judge you a little bit. She's here for you. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> and yeah, because you're, you're a hundred percent right. Because when we're younger, it's so like the, only what's on the front page. It's like sexy cat woman. Badass Batman. sealed suit. That, yeah. Like, suit, like, whoa, hey, gross penguin. You're like, okay, well, I'm Batman, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Obviously. And then you're like, oh, and then as you get older and you keep on watching, there's a point where I think I watch this and I'm like, oh, this is just goofy fun. Yeah. And then now as I get older and you're like, oh, my God, this lady needed fucking help. Yeah. And we, and we as a society failed her. And we as a society sexualized her yeah. instead. It's like. Come on. I mean, us. Not the vacuum sealed leather suit. Yeah, like Tim Burton. We did it. But, like, yeah. But, like, no, like, you see the character and you're like, she was putting on, like, her performance had multiple layers. Mm -hmm. Where, like, I think Michael Keaton forgot he had layers. It's like, I'm just Batman. Yeah. Yeah, like, she's, like, talking to him and he's got to think, like, okay, how do I answer this as a human being? You know, like, (laughs) it's always the first, like, it takes him five minutes to answer anything. Yeah. Yeah, and then the, the camera cuts back and she's just enamored with his lack of a response, right. you know? <laughs> or she's just worried that roaring fireplace is going to burn down the entire yeah. house. <laughs> Alright, we're about 53 minutes in. Okay. You want to give this guy a grade? Sure, sure. Uh, it's a classic. Yeah. You know? Is it as classic as Batman 89? Uh, in its own way, I think so. Okay. You know, because I, I, Batman 89, like, obviously... It's got the darkness, and it's got the Joker, and it's, you know, it, 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 but this one, it's like, there's a whole, Batman is such a multifaceted character, mm-hmm. and he could be portrayed in so many different ways, and as far as, like, the cartooniness uh, mixed with, like, so there's a camp to it, that this movie is, like, I think the pinnacle of how good a Batman movie can be when you add in the camp. Okay. You know? Like, and then under it, you have the Schumacher movies. Right. Right? And then Burton's movie is on a serious level. It kind of takes itself a little more seriously. You know? Oh, also, we didn't talk about Batman kills so many people in this. Yeah, Batman's a straight-up murdering psychopath in this. With he zero regard. Burns a man alive. Yeah. Blows up a man. Yeah. Throw, he, he, like, kicks two people into a burning building. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just... He's a lunatic. Yeah. But then again, he murdered so many people in Batman 89. Yeah, he did. He just kept on killing. Yeah. And that and that's where the tone comes into play. Yeah. So I think for this tone, this movie's a classic. If you go in thinking, I want Batman's happy-go-lucky murderous spree. Right. Uh, Batman. You know, I think it, 
cements. I, I, it's that's the gold standard for Catwoman. Every yeah. other Catwoman tries to be like, tries to be like her. Right. And I think they all do what we what we do in our heads and like kind of overemphasize the sultriness of her. Well, I think that's also her. One of her like defenses is that she over sexualizes herself so that men will like go like whoa hey look at this look at this lady let over their here. guard down to let their guard down so that she could just fucking like roundhouse kick him in the face yeah because i mean as soon as she tell as soon as she shuts down penguin right it's like oh yeah you're not getting with this he like sends like, her, oh, no. yeah he like throws her uh strap incels that shit yeah he does my lady yeah. oh you fucking bitch yeah literally <laughs> literally he, he's a real nice guy uh tip of the hat to t- you yeah exactly uh, so let's go retire to my countryside cottage. No, fuck you, yeah. bitch. Fuck you. I never liked you. Here's a helicopter ride. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, which was cool. That oh, was yeah. shot really well. I th- I think a lot of her shots, like especially like okay, like her falling out the window, her falling through a greenhouse glass, yeah. uh, gas, her just constantly falling. Uh, I think she was just shot like really good in this movie. And she lit. was also shot four times. Yeah. She was- <laughs> She, she dies from getting shot in the thigh. That was another life gone, right? Yeah, like, oh, six, artery. Yeah. six, seven. You shot me in my knees. Okay. <laughs> the other thing that should end is your football career. Yeah, right. But, uh, but yeah, so I think they set the gold standard for Catwoman. I think they, you know, uh, yeah, I'll say. I'll say that at least they redefined Penguin. Okay. You know, and the Batman is actually not in this very much so i i I would give it like uh, somewhere between seven and eight okay yeah uh no yeah i i agree i i mean i love this movie i mean 92 i was seven so i couldn't see it in i don't think i saw it in movie theaters i know i got a lot of the toys uh for my birthday i had the batmobile split i had the i had the batboat Oh yeah, zipped around. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, oh, also, Batman's entire solution to the penguin thing, it, like hinges on him knowing that penguins strapped a bunch of rockets to a bunch of penguins. Right. Which is something Batman had no way of knowing at all. <laughs> there was a, there was a shot when Keaton was driving the Batboat, and then like the radar started like quacking at him, and he looked at like, oh what? Yeah. <laughs> it's like. It's like, did you not see the? Did you not go through the rehearsal there, there Mike? Right, like <laughs> you like, didn't know you had that feature. Like, wah, wah. Yeah. like what is this? I also like that his sonar has like the duck, the duck, and the penguins. It's like it's so car, it's so campy. I I love the fact that he even gave him like an iota of a fight. It's like ah, yeah. like I'm putting like, come on, Danny, like I'm just gonna slap you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, in the end, that's what he did. So he went to throw you through a window. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I think a seven and a half and eight, because mm-hmm. I think this movie is a lot of just it's a lot of dumb fun, and it's a good Batman. It's a good like Batman movie. Yeah, not like Batman the character. I mean, it's a good Batman movie to to watch. Uh, like you couple it with a, the animated series, I think and it'll be great. Mm-hmm. It tells a good Batman story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but still, the best Batman like movie is Mask of the Phantasm. Yeah, and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, this movie's on HBO Max, which is about to get every Warner Brothers movie. Yeah. So, get it while you can. <laughs> Are you going to watch Wonder Woman on yeah. HBO Max? Yeah. Hell yeah. I think we're going to watch it on Christmas Day. Yeah, I'm not going to go to the movie theaters for that. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, that's, I think that's a whole. I mean, we're about we're about an hour in, so yeah. I don't want to. That's a whole conversation for another. Yeah, a whole conversation to itself. Yeah. I think. I think that's the shoot then. That's the shoot. All right. So, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we are going to be throwing other either Christmas themed or Christmas adjacent or New Year's ish New Year's ish movies at you. The season uh, coming in the next month because we're all about the season. We're all about it. The yeah. holly jolly. The ho- yep. Brian, you know I love the holidays. And and I know you do too. I'm a, I'm okay with. That. I know I'm getting yeah. you to like it more and more every year, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> through movies like this. And uh, guys, as always, if you want to share the holiday cheer with us and find out what we're doing next, you can hit us up on Twitter at Movie Mayhem Pod, on Instagram at Movie Mayhem Podcast, Movie Mayhem Podcast at gmail.com. And if you want to buy a shirt thingy, whatever, you go to Movie Mayhem Podcast at gmail.com. Tpublic.com yeah. backslash moviemayhem.cast. Dodcast. But with a D. With a D. I keep on screwing that up. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what's going to be a lot of fun? I'm going to put the Batman theme here. Yeah. You know why? Because it goes like... <laughs>